Welcome, friends, to our very first podcast. Hello! Uh, I'm Dennis Hensley. And I'm Tony Tripoli, and welcome to The Comedy, Comedy Couch. Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. Right. Now, The Comedy Couch... How about that theme song? I know. It's pretty catchy, right? It's brief. Well, it's hard to get the rights. It doesn't exist. Okay. But there might be. I could add some in later. Oh, that's true. Maybe there was was a theme song. How about that theme song? (laughs) It was fantastic. I love it. Now, um, the comedy couch name comes from this this piece of furniture we're sitting on right now. And I guess... How did it start? It was just like... And we really are sitting on the actual comedy couch. We're not, you know, doing... 2.0. We're not acting. We're not in some studio. We're really... In a condo in North Hollywood, California, sitting on an olive green couch yeah, that has produced some great laughs. That's not true. Not just for us. So the comedy couch is like the idea that we'd have people over and watch them on TV and just make jokes, right? Because is it, is it Miss America, for example. Oh, which we'll get for to. For example. But is it, is it like um, conceited of us to call it a comedy couch? Because then it's promising yucks. Well, it's not conceited because I'm sure <laughs> Cause we could deliver that, that bit that I just did about the theme opening theme was amazing. <laughs> They're so rolling. So clearly people are pulling off to the side of the road. Already. I know. And but also I feel like, Dennis, I feel like the, the, the comedy couch is not the furniture. It's wherever we go. It doesn't have to be this. Couch. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like All really, right. it's like being drunk. Okay, that's good. I like that. We don't have to just get drunk here. <laughs> no. We can go over to other pieces, people's house and get drunk. That's right. I love that. Now, um, you brought up Miss America, and it just recently happened. It's getting so low uh, on the network yeah. uh, exposure. Pretty soon, they'll just come to your house and do it there. Well, I think next year they're going to do it on a ship. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. In the, in the Casbah room. <laughs> yeah. Mario Lopez will still host it. Oh, don't get me wrong. God, I love him. I don't even – I love him in a way that's not even – but do you love him Candy. in a gay sex way? Yes. So you love him as a sexual fantasy? Sure, yes. Not as a talent. No, but I do think he handles hosting fine. Like, he can read the prompter. You yeah. know, he's as good as Seacrest. He's not as good as Seacrest. But he is... He, I do think that he is totally competent. Yeah, he's, he's very totally competent. fine for the job. I yeah. have no anger. Or he's no Drew Lachey. Ugh. No, he is, actually. He's, he's way better, better than he's Drew Lachey. Way, yeah, there's a lot of people that get to do that. Joey it's, Fatone. That is Mario. Mario Lopez could wipe the floor with. Absolutely. Preferably without a shirt. You know, I mean, I feel like Tom Bergeron is the best in the business. He is, but here's what happened with him. He was the best in the business, and then that Emmy debacle happened, Uh, and it killed him in a way. Something died inside, and now he's not as magic as he used to be. Well, he's a little – he likes himself a little bit more this past season than he did in previous seasons, which diminishes my ability to like him. That's true. But Seacrest is amazing, and I went to – I've been to a couple American Idol tapings, and I tell this to people all the time. They put – all they put in the teleprompter for him is like 14 seconds out. And he knows exactly how long 14 – it's not counting down. He can just talk about something for exactly 14 seconds and wrap it up and toss it into a commercial. I mean he really is a pro. Whether or He's not a you, total pro. Whether you like him or not, I totally get yeah. There's a lot to make fun of. And this is the place, I guess, Th- to do that's it. Where, that's what the Comedy Couch was for. But God, Miss America. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, th- first of all, um, they do the countdown to the Miss America on TLC where it's like a reality Thank God. show. And I caught bits and pieces of it, but there's one little like bone to pick that I have with it and with society in general. And this is a really random tangent. Okay. okay, there was one thing where they were asked questions, and there was something to do with an alien head, and they were asked if they believed in life. Let me on clarify. Planet. Okay, the challenge clarify, was the girls knew they were coming into a mock interview situation, so they right. got all gussied up. 
Because, you know, it takes a while for a 19-year-old girl to look 43 years old. It's true. So they did all the necessary work with the lashes and the hair yeah. pieces and the hair dinies and I, it, It's true. I'm, I'm in my late 30s or whatever, and I watch the show and I go, God, I wish she was my mom. And looks as if she could be. <laughs> I know. All of these girls do look like they've got a quiche in the oven, and just at all times. And a van outside that's idling. Yeah, with lots of Neil Diamond. Um, yeah. So, so, but they bring the girls in one at a time, and they have two boxes on this table, and they have to open the boxes and answer the questions. Uh, the first box says... What is your platform? And they just right. have to tell what their platform, right. their predetermined Cancer, platform, AIDS, what have you. And then the second box they open, and there's one of those alien masks that right. you see all the time with the big oblong eyes and the like from outer space. clear face and the little tiny nostrils. Yeah. And the, the, the they all laughed and reacted. Oh, it's so shocking. And then the host said, "Do you think there's life on a, um, beyond Earth?" Right. So. Um, this one chick, the really tall one, I think she's from a Dakota. South. South, South Dakota, Dakota. Said, Which is ironic since she's so tall. You'd have thought she'd be north. That she had two relatives who had experienced some kind of UFO sort of experience on the same road at different times or whatever. So she A blue kinda, light. A blue her light. Her mother saw a blue light and her brother saw a green light on and the you, same road. But you can see a blue light at Kmart. Maybe that's and what happened. in South Dakota, that's... Probably highly, highly probable. But anyway, this girl said, yeah, my two relatives had this thing happen, so yeah, I kind of think there is, or whatever. And then the the uh, whoever was running the show, Clinton, whatever, was like, stop it, you're scaring us. <laughs> so right. why is it okay that whenever somebody says, yeah, I think I saw a UFO, that they're immediately nut job crazy, but they all better believe in Jesus? Because I think both of them have the potential to be totally imaginary. Total figments of everyone's imagination. Are we going to start with Jesus in yes. podcast one? Well, yes, because I feel we like... We don't even have a theme song yet. You're you know already what? going for Jesus? Don't believe in UFOs, but you better believe in Jesus. Or yeah. you're not... Don't even put on that sash. Or mm. run for office, Dennis Kucinich. True. Or whatever, with your UFO sighting. Suddenly he was a nut job. I... Look, I love Jesus. I think you know is great. It's his followers that piss me off so exactly. much. But I, what what I what I think happened in that specific episode though was that the girl, Miss South Dakota, presented her mother seeing a blue light and then her her brother seeing a green light on the same road years later as fact, a, unequivocal proof that there are there yeah. is, are in fact aliens. Yeah, and I think that's the part that's really crazy is right. that you would have two coincidental examples of seeing a light and therefore you would see right. proof that there's intelligent life on other planets. Right. Now, anything you want to say bad about Jesus and people that right. make all of the decisions based on that, I'm on board with. Plus, she was I, under the know. gun. She had 30 seconds. So maybe she wanted to give a more nuanced answer, but there was no time. But the point is, she said she saw knew somebody that saw something yeah. and she was a nut job. I would feel more inclined to believe in UFOs than I would in Jesus. Yes. Or at least equally. Let's just kind of, you know, even I mean, score a little bit. I just understand that there's however many planets there are in our solar system, and we're probably not it. I think yeah. that makes sense, right? That there's probably something more than yeah. us. So we can't be the only planet with any kind of life yeah. forms on it. Now, Jesus, yeah. water into wine, loves the yeah. fishes. Yeah. Don't get me started on the 14-year-old boy <laughs> with the slingshot and the giant. Yeah, I'm not buying any of that I until a... they find a giant leg bone out in the desert <laughs> and go, oh my God, there yeah. really were giants, um, and, a, for, and there's a slingshot right yeah. next to it. Wow! Then, then I'm not in. buying that story. Yeah, I just realized something about myself, and it's a big confession for the first podcast. I don't give a shit about the Bible. 
Oh, because well, there I was think that it's big, a riot. There was a big cover story in Newsweek about how if you look at the Bible, you can see it in a positive way for gay people. And I thought, oh, this will be interesting. Hmm. You know, like the, 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 you know, what the Bible really says about homosexuality, whatever. And I start reading and I thought, oh, God, I'm bored. Even when it's on my <laughs> side, I can't. Well, it I, says in Genesis, clonk, I'm out. Yeah, I, I would, do not care. I would describe the, the writing uh, in the Bible as ham-fisted. <laughs> I think that's not. I think that's safe. That's not blasphemy, is it? It depends on which book. It is yeah. really heavy-handed. Like they don't leave anything to the imagination. Yeah. They are really, really. It's so that you know what that book is, Dennis. That book is so on the nose. <laughs> it's just really on every the nose. minute of it. It's like I would like network notes. Can we do some network notes uh, on the Bible? Yeah. Love. I, you know what? I love the story of the likeable. giant. Love yeah. the giant with the fourteen-year-old boy. What, just I love it. Totally get it. Love yeah. it. Don't change a thing. Could we One get the thing. rock? Do you think we but, could get well, the rock? Well, I have a thing. Instead of a giant, could it be a kitten? Yeah. With that, can we still? Can we yeah. do that? So, Tony, you're working in the world, wonderful world of television now. So you're I used am, to network notes. I'm a professional uh, television comedy writer. That's amazing. Uh, for a show called The Dish. That's uh, right. Hosted by Daniel Fishel on the Style Network. Who I think is adorable. She is. She's she's a great, and I adore her, and she's wonderful. Um, and, and she's really the best kind of talent. They're called talent, you know, the right. host of the show. Um, because she really has um, zero ego, and she is great – you know, she's just a really sweet girl, and she's very funny, and she's up for anything. Yeah, and, she'll go there with And the sometimes bits. she'll say, I really don't like – I don't want to do that, or I don't like that joke, which yeah. is good. I mean, she's not a puppet. You know, she yeah. has opinions and stuff, so I just love her. But we um, we do get a lot of network notes uh, every week, and they – you know, as many people before me have said, that the network notes often – don't seem to be based on any kind of reality right. or logic. Um, but what I love is we get this note a lot. We get the note, um, excuse me, to sharpen the joke. And so we're like, oh, so you, you want you just want a new joke? And they know we love the joke. We would just like you to just sharpen it. And what that means is they want a new joke. Right. So you have to read between the lines a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and, and not so much read between the lie lines as uh, lies. Yeah. Read I mean, you have to read lies. between the lies. I love that. It's kind yeah. of a, dealing yeah. with network. And God bless them. I'm sure yeah. they're all nice people. And everyone's everyone has to prove that their job is important yeah. and valid. And so they have to red line. Yeah. They got certain jump. things, whether or not. Yeah. It needed to. But. Well, it's a fun show, and I love how I can hear your voice in it in certain jokes. And and literally in the audience. Yeah, also howling laughing. And howling at your yeah. stuff. Well, I, I had an interview this week for a TV writing job on the Big Gay Sketch Show, fingers crossed. But my favorite thing was, Tony, you helped me come up with this idea for the Lifetime Project Runway bit. which I think it's if, hilarious. If I don't get this job, and we'll have to make this sketch happen somehow. Because we all know how um, – Project Runway is supposedly moving to Lifetime. Absolutely. So I think there's a commercial for Lifetime's Project Runway and mm -hmm. how they're bringing it into the Lifetime family. So you would see shots where – So there have been some changes. There's some changes. They've that, modified They've Lifetimed it up. Yeah, which is good. So Heidi Klum is like, do you do a good – you do a much better voices than me. Let's, okay. I'm going to own it in blog one. I'm going to do – you're going to do more voices. Well, any voice I do is going to sound Asian. <laughs> right. Well uh, – And any voice you do is going to sound like Cher. That's so true. So we really are quite a pair. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so – but yeah, so Heidi Klum so comes in. Runway. 
And uh, gone are the mini skirts where you can see her labia. Those yeah. days are gone. That was Bravo. That wow. was for the gays. Yeah. Now it's television for women. They'd That's like right. her to actually put on 15 pounds. She could. And, Just and let her roots More show. Relatable. Just let, her, let your yeah. roots show. There's nothing wrong with that. Bring your kid on the hip. Sure, why not? You can breastfeed while Just you're doing the show. Just not one of those mixed race ones. And, um, and she comes out and she says, uh, hello designers, welcome to Project Runway und Lifetime. <laughs> uh, for our very first challenge, we have a blonde, three-name, fashion icon for you all to dress. And all the queens are like, oh my god, a Sergio Luka Parker, Sergio Luka Parker, Sergio Luka Parker, Sergio Luka Parker, I've seen every episode of Sex in the City, I can't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, Meredith Baxter Bernie! And she ambles out. And all the gays just, their faces all just sink. They just sag. Oh, yeah. All the oxygen leaves the room. In her movies, sometimes she only has one breast, but for the purposes of today's challenge, she will have... Feel free to give her two breasts in the gown that you design for her but keep them yeah. down here right and then there, I love I the, love when they draw the buttons oh, though, yeah, to yeah, get yeah, their they models do that. so they draw the buttons and each of their models <laughs> has been through something or has some kind of lifetime yeah. malady uh, Jasper <laughs> you have drawn Chloe as your model and Chloe has a husband with a gambling addiction Go! Tell us this in your yeah. dress. Maurice, you have selected Susan, who is secretly illiterate. Oh, oh, and so the, the dress has the dress to keep has the to secret. Be yeah. <laughs> I love it, you know, and uh, yeah. daughter's a hooker. Yeah. And I also love this scene of... Claude? The, yeah. You, <laughs> you have picked Cherie. Uh, you will get special fabric from Mood that is all black and white and purple. To match her two shiners. <laughs> but that, right? that's them in the Tressa May makeup salon going, can you cover this bruise? And oh, yeah. My model, I ran into a door. You know? I really want her to be young and hip and fresh and possibly just bring the hair over that one eye that has the, uh, the big black eye. The shiner, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, somebody... She, she walked into a doorknob on the way to the fitting. <laughs> and somebody's late for the fashion show because Brian Kerwin threw them in the back of a car. And, nice. and and cross the state line. Yeah. So that's Lifetime's Project Runway, and I can't wait. I think also when they would come to the first um, fitting, the um, models would all have on really, really bad, obvious short hair wigs. Yeah. So that then they, when they get liberated and become empowered, they could have their beautiful long, long hair. hair. That's that right. seems to be a it's device. It's kind of a little a swan element. Ooh. God. Oh, I have, I, I we went to swan. Hawaii. My yes. boyfriend and I went to Hawaii for, uh, for eight days over. Um, New Year's, and there was there was some crazy stuff in Hawaii that I was thinking that would be fun to talk about. We went to um, Queens Beach, which is the gay beach, okay, in Honolulu. How'd they name it? Why'd they name it that? I know, totally a coincidence. <laughs> and I believe, really, it's Queen. It's like King Kamehameha's right. Queen. So I don't okay. know if that's Queen Kamehameha, but sure. Um, we get there, and we get, and you think you think like I don't go to the beach here in LA very much, but I, you know, I know that there is the gay beach out in Malibu, and sure. I'm not going there because those guys are like professional gay beach people, sure. and they've got the fucking rock and bodies happening, right. and the, you know, they wear the speedos and the whole thing, sure. right? So I'm really, really don't want to go to Queens Beach and Hawaii, and we get there, and literally all of the everyone that was at Queens Beach was probably part of King Kamehameha's council of some kind like it was so we're the talking oldest. big guys well and they were old it was old leathery saggy men which was great i had a wonderful yeah. afternoon so it's not dante's cove no it was absolutely not dante's not even cove. the lair but i just remember thinking if i'm the youngest hottest guy at your gay beach you, it's time to pack up shop yeah. you know what i mean well turn into something else it's prime yeah. real estate put a restaurant there. i like that knowing that that's there for me that's the same with that's palm true. springs 
Like I went there once and there was this crazy older guy in like a weird international male thing and crazy shorts. And I was with somebody who I'm no longer friends with who was like, ugh, that's so disgusting. And I thought, he's still kicking. He's still fu- – you <laughs> He know, was literally kicking, wasn't he, on the side of the road? <laughs> he was doing kickball change. Yeah. But well, no, I was like, I someday, if I want to wear mesh and in international mail and trot it out for brunch <laughs> by hunters or whatever, I'm happy that that's there for me. I looked As I, opposed to just now when you do the podcast. <laughs> exactly. I that celebrated. That mesh is beautiful on you, by the way. Thank you, by the way. I we went that. to the Polynesian Cultural Center while right. we were there. Right. And um, I went there in high school. I was told that it's the best luau in – Honolulu and I sure. was really part of the deal was okay I will go and spend eight days with your family yeah. but I want a real luau I want a good right. luau and so we go there and I buy these tickets for the Polynesia Cultural Center it's like you know 200 performers on stage and a volcano and the whole deal and I don't realize that the Polynesian Cultural Center is owned and operated by the Mormon Church oh for sure yeah and it is right next door to the Brigham Young University campus right. so all of the employees um, are working their way through with their way through college right so of course, after Proposition Eight, I was like, I want to get my money back, and I call, and they don't do refunds. Yeah. Not even an appetizer. Right. So I have, I'm like, have to go. Right. And my boyfriend is like, Oh God, you're not going to make. Please don't wear one yeah. of your T-shirts. Yeah. I, you know, because I have the T-shirt that says right. Chickens have more rights than me. Right. And you know all that after the Prop Eight and stuff. And so we go. Well, what I found interesting was a. Um, after all my years working in various theme parks and attending them as a guest, they have the absolute nicest employees I've ever dealt with in any capacity. Everybody was so nice, couldn't have been lovelier. The Mahalo spirit. Unbelievable. Or the Aloha, Aloha spirit. spirit. And then, but you know, and there are all these little gay Mormon guys. But seeing two, my boyfriend and I, you know, obviously gay guys, and yeah. we were holding hands and stuff. I don't give a fuck. Um, and so when we would go to buy like a pineapple wedge or whatever, the guy behind the counter would literally, his eyes, there would be so much being said just in his eyes. And he would always be like, all right, here's your change. Um, do you want, do you want some more napkins? I, yeah. I got them. You can stay. Do you want some more napkins? I would, if you need some more ice, if you need some was more he ice like, for that take drink, me just with come on you? back. Was yeah. he kind of like, like Bobby Christina would be if you went to Whitney totally. Bobby's house? His like, deal was just like, Oh, I thought me. gay people would be like, you know, like coughing up liquid AIDS out of right. their lungs and, and miserable and horrible. And here you are, these two decent, friendly guys, and the sky didn't fall down. And I didn't, yeah. you know what I mean? You could see that it was like, He's wow. Chal- it's challenging everything. Absolutely. And so every gig that we had, was, they were making these really lame excuses to keep us in their little gift shops and stuff because oh. they just wanted. They needed a taste of. Yeah, they wanted some, some gayness. Gay love. God bless them. That's right. Fucking Mormons. <laughs> and how was the food and luau? No, it's, all, it's all good. The luau, you know, was very good yeah. and the food was all fine. But don't anybody go to the Polynesian Cultural Center because it's the Mormons and we can't be supporting. Right. I have a whole other Mormon story that I'll get to because I was raised Mormon. But th- that's time for another. That's another podcast. Well, I do have one other thing that I wanted to talk about okay, on the podcast, and you know up. what this is. When I came back after eating so much at Christmas time right. and then in Hawaii, I actually called you from Hawaii and said – uh, immediately upon my return, I'm going to do the Beyonce Master Cleanse. Right. Now, you have done it, like, what, twice I've before? I've done it twice before. And I laughed at you and I mocked it and right. I knew it was something I would never do because right. I'm, I am a foodie and right. I know that. Right. In fact, I might be the foodie. Yeah. And I was not interested in giving your foodie and, and You're foodie and the blowfish. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, and so, but I was like, enough is enough. We gotta, it's got to be done. Yeah. And you said, okay, well, I'll well, do it too. On the, well, I happened to be going that morning to buy the ingredients to do it myself because I was feeling a huge and also a little like I needed to. If you're not going to say the word constipated, then the whole deal with the pon- podcast is <laughs> off. I'm I was out. a little consty. Okay. I was a little consty. I'm not going to lie. And so I did the master cleanse. 
And really, once I got past the first 24, it wasn't ever really miserable or hard. Yeah. Really. I mean, although by day four, I almost ate a booger. Like yeah. I was so ready. Right. I just wanted to eat something. Right. But I, my, I really wanted to like, I was hoping that I was going to find old car key. Like shit was going to yeah. come out of me. Like an old light bright peg. Sure. Was, I was Legos. Like, yeah. Like I really wanted yeah. memories from my childhood right. to be passed. And right. there was none of that. So whatever. I did it for eight days and I think I lost like three pounds yeah. and a couple of friends. And a couple, well, but they, how much do they weigh? <laughs> they have lost 300 pounds. That's true. I, I did it for about eight or nine or something like that. I started a day ahead of you, but I, I lost, I lost a bit. Not that much though. Like between five and 10 probably. It's a miserable way to live. But gosh, eating and drinking is fun. It's, it's so, so much fun. fun. I love it. Yeah. Gosh. So hmm. good. What Let's else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I want to talk about, um. I want to talk about, um, you know, Mamma Mia on is now on DVD, and I loved our chunk about Mamma Mia, how they just thought – they just phoned it in, that director and everything else. Like, Well, I feel like it was watching a musical episode of Passions. Yeah. Like, I just felt like all the sets were just made yeah. the day before, yeah. and none, none of those – nothing had a ceiling on it. It was all just like a play, like three walls and some rolls of paint. And right. A couple of, and I hated all that. You know, Meryl Streep is a goddamn national treasure. There's no denying that. But she ate some – she ate a whole island. She was kind of chewing the scenery in that. She definitely was chewing the scenery. And But I really hated all that opening stuff of her running through the village, tearing down people's laundry because she's such a scamp. Because right. I'm like, you're not a scamp. You're a vandal. Yeah, that's not right. But you also get the feeling that the ABBA songs have such good will that the director's like, oh, who cares? We got James Bloody Bond. Who cares if he can sing? Like, they just it would compromise. Oh, we're having such a good time. It'll be infectious. Oh, oh, oh. No one's going to care. We're doing Bloody Waterloo. <laughs> that's it, yeah. right? Um, uh, director, I think it might be a good idea to have the dancers with Christine Baranski Who cares? do it's, some steps. It's the winner takes it all, for <laughs> crikey's sake. Like, you felt like that, that was yeah. every meeting was like, maybe we should try to be a little cinematic. <laughs> oh, who gives a fuck? It's Dancing Queen. <laughs> We're doing it in bloody grease. <laughs> Yeah, I love that they had, like, you know, a couple of... I didn't feel like they were ever outside, except for, like, two scenes. But yeah. all the rest of the, like, every time they would go out onto the porch yeah. at the hotel, I just felt like there was some, you know, fucking light guy with, like, a yeah. light with orange and red yeah. gels yeah. flickering, you know, over it, And it was bad. It was I hated that movie. What did Scott say? Scott Williams, my dear friend, had the best line of the whole thing. Because I saw him at Outfest when out, uh, Mama Mia screened, and I said, what did you think of the movie? And he goes... I had a really good time. I have a few notes. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I'd love to go backstage with the cast of Mamma yeah. Mia. Meryl, I love it. I love it. I totally get it. Don't change a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Network Less notes. wacky. Uh, uh, yeah. It was, it Can was you, what, what do they say to the joke? Can you sharpen? Sharpen the joke. We just need to sharpen this film just yeah. a little. They needed to sharpen the film. We just need to sharpen they the film. They did, totally. And yeah. I think we come full circle. I think we should tell people a way to get in touch with us if they want to yes. disagree with Mamma Mia or Go to preferably our agree. Well, there's DennisHensley.com right. and TonyTripoli.com. Yeah. And maybe the Comedy Couch at some point will have its own Yeah, we should base. have Comedy we'll get, Couch we'll at, at gmail.com or Baby something. Baby steps. Let's yeah. just – I'll try to get ComedyCouch okay. at gmail.com today. So if, who knows, people? If you're listening yeah. to this, shoot us an email. That's right. That would be lovely. And we'll see you next time on what? The, the Comedy, Comedy Couch. Couch. With Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. Bye. Bye.